0: Two sports fanatics, both with some background in MMA, looking to provide some of their thoughts on what goes on in the world of mixed martial arts. A jujitsu jitsu practitioner who is not afraid to get her feet up and provide a stellar knockout or get your jits on, teams up with the Fly Guy, a karate kid turned boxer who would enjoy putting you to sleep by embracing your neck. Tie the Fly
1: Guy. Live from your favorite podcast station,
0: it's Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles, Laurel versus Ty, and it starts right now. Hey, FKTC crew, we are back for our 34th installment of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. It has been a while since we've been on, but it is what it is. I hope you missed us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> hey, that's say that again.
1: I hope you missed us. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, that's all we can say. That's all. Always- uh, we'll have to reference another missing us here in a moment, but I'd rather not focus on that because we have a lot to cover. Well, actually, it's not mostly our fault because last weekend there was no UFC. So there wasn't a whole lot to there talk about and as much as we would have loved to recap ufc columbus it probably would have made more sense if we had just waited recapped it along with ufc 273 so that way we have more content to talk about instead of us just like oh let's talk about ufc 273 and then talk our topic of the week and then boom we're done like oh uh, yeah <laughs> i was fast
1: like I felt like even if you missed us last week this fight card was a little unforgettable or forgettable yeah forgettable that's which one is it it's forgettable
0: (laughs) yeah um I missed um I watched a little bit of it and then I missed a chunk of it because um Villanova what Funny enough, N- was it? Was it Villanova that was playing at that time? No, someone else was playing. Hold well, oh. was it
1: Duke UNC.
0: Yeah, at, that was also that same night. And actually, Duke UNC. Oh no, Duke UNC was last. That was Final Four. I was mm-hmm. watching their I was watching Villanova's Elite Eight game against Houston. Mm-hmm. That's why I missed it.
1: Hmm. mm ballot views. i Mm. mean march madness is my favorite time of year
0: oh yeah very fun Mm -hmm. um my mother um graduated from villanova so we are uh while i will watch sooners basketball um my second team is nova so oh my goodness tragic (laughs) not well (laughs) because oklahoma was not that great last was not that great this year they um, ended up, even though they beat the defending national champions, they still couldn't get to the tournament because they got, I want to say, like screwed over on whatever Texas Tech was throwing along with the refs. So, <laughs> so so if Oklahoma had at least gotten to the Big Twelve championship game, then I think would have at least gotten to the dance.
1: The Big 12 was tough this year, man. Mm -hmm. It was probably one of the tougher conferences. Yep. You normally can't say that. Right. Conference ratings, in my opinion, ACC, and then mm, everyone else.
0: Yeah, ACC is tough.
1: Here the Big 12 was probably better than the ACC this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: And I'm I a big basketball fan.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So yeah, it was kind of disappointing to see that Kansas had won it all. <laughs> being in the same conference and well, I mean, it was their first one since two thousand eight, so I can't really be too upset with it. Um, it's better than the Tar Heels. <laughs> I was like, uh, like I'm not sure I'm not huge on Kansas because they're they're like, um, what's a good way to put it? Because Kansas have been Kansas at least. Up until when Baylor started their um, not dominance, but ever since they've been a big threat in the Big Twelve, it's really always been Kansas. It's like always been Kansas on the top and everyone else in that conference. For yeah. The rest of the year. Um
1: that that kind of gets boring.
0: Yeah. It's a little boring. So I think that's what it was. It just got really boring.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: But, but it also does mean that a Big 12 team has won March Madness for the last two years. So I guess that's something going for a big, but I guess small conference, especially. I mean, it's not really small, but when you compare them to the ACC, SEC, and Big 10, it makes sense
1: yeah yeah makes sense
0: yeah. so wait does big e- does the Big East play football? I don't think they do no no they do they're just like very small now.
1: yeah they're small
0: yeah I'm like like oh yeah Nova's in the big East like but wait it, it's weird because Nova's in the Big East in basketball but they're like, I can't remember what it's called, but some kind of like FCS school in football. So I just thought that was weird that sports compete in two different conferences. Of course I know Notre Dame is independent but they're all but they're in the Big East basketball. I think it's the Big East. No, or is it the ACC? No it's the ACC.
1: Notre yeah. Dame? Yeah. Notre Dame's in the ACC.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I know why I thought Big East. Maybe mm-hmm. because they were on, I think, because I was just in the east
1: mindset. Anyway. <laughs> it could be, but that we're both delirious from working so hard this week.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only thing that would make me better tonight is alcohol. And I don't have any because it's packed up somewhere in a new house.
0: Oh, no. It's oh. okay. Oh, too bad. My... Wait, was it beer or was it like
1: mudslides?
0: Okay, I was going to say, I found out today is National Beer Day.
1: Oh, geez. I don't like beer. No beer. I don't like any kind of beer. It smells gross. And that's it. It smells gross and it tastes gross. Mm. (laughs) I mean, this all stems from I tried to drink Michelobes, Michelob lights one night at a bar
0: and mm. I did
1: three of them. And before I could even get tipsy, I vomited them all up on O Street in the trash cans. <laughs>
0: I made trash
1: cans, though.
0: That's a, that's a big win right there.
1: True story. And then my friends drove me to a gas station and I was still kind of in the stomach and I sat down on the, the curb, the mm-hmm. sidewalk curb, and these people rolled up in a Cadillac and said, hey, Laurel, how's it going? And I had no idea who they are. To this day, I cannot think of who they are. <laughs> it was weird.
0: Interesting.
1: I'm never drinking beer again. It was weird. <laughs> That's what happens when I drink beer.
0: Weirdness. Okay, I'll give you that.
1: <laughs> I'm not a very good drunk person.
0: What? Wait, what was that?
1: I'm not a very good drunk person.
0: Yeah, I feel like not a lot of people are. Honestly, <laughs> having having gone ninety days without drinking alcohol, like I realize, like it's It's definitely not for everyone. Right. So there are our two squirrel moments for the day because see we could oh so now we actually could have filled with that instead of talking about EOC Columbus but maybe we can just breezily go through the cards and how about let's do this. Was there one fight on the main card of UFC Columbus that you enjoyed the most?
1: Oh, uh, ooh. I liked the part where Alexa Grasso mm-hmm. beat up Joanne Wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The blades Dockus fight wasn't bad either, but the Wood-Grosso fight, I liked that. I mm-hmm. liked seeing Joanne Wood get her butt beat.
0: It was very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about it last time we were on, and I'm, I've just kept thinking like, man, Joanne Wood is just, like, I feel, I feel bad for her, but I think it's just one of those that either she just can't piece it together or just these fighters have just figured it out because she was a really decent fighter up until her, because she, she was supposed to fight Valentina Shevchenko that year the pandemic happened. She was supposed to fight June of 2020 after um, Shevchenko beat Trigagian back in February. But Shevchenko had to pull out because she suffered an injury in that Jugekian fight. And so they made a number one title eliminator between Calderwood and Maya. And I was thinking, man, I'm telling you, Caitlin Jugekian was able to put on a performance against Jennifer Maya. And she actually kind of did a second time. Like, there's no way Calderwood can lose lose this fight. And sure enough, she lost the fight. I think her weaknesses... She doesn't have a ground game.
1: Clearly doesn't have one. Phil doesn't have one. How are you so long in the UFC and not ever develop one? You know you have to use it. hmm You know not every fighter you're going to stand up against the entire round, all, all three rounds. Right. Or five rounds or whatever that, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure Joanne Wood's going to go very far. I would be really surprised if she's given the top 10 opponent next because you figure she's probably about one or two fights away from chop, 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 chop the wood. Uh, (laughs) Chop chop the wood.
1: (laughs) Chop the wood. I swear that she's not chopping wood. mm Mm-hmm. She's not chopped wood, yeah, that's better <laughs> better is just because they need a diversity in women's fights right Other oh, if she were a dude, she couldn't survive right. She doesn't even perform well enough.
0: yep I kind I kind of like that reference. so like you know how we like give an axe to the wood, so. Axe to the wood, you're cut, done. Are you saying be-
1: Lexa Grosso, Paul Bunyan, Taras.
0: Oh, I <laughs> love that! Yes,
1: ah, oh, shoot,
0: <laughs> we gotta save that for later. Um. I think my favorite fight on the main card was the Brian Barbada and Matt Brown fight. Oh. Mm-hmm. That one was like a that was a war. I I actually thought it was probably one of the best fights I've seen it, definitely of this year. I wouldn't I'm not sure I would say all time, but definitely within at least the past two years, it's probably one of the better fights I've seen.
1: Really? The past crazy
0: oh yeah um barbarina was solid in his striking matt brown it looks like he had just like turned back the clock um not that anything was wrong with him initially but just the way he was able to keep up with someone like brian barbarina and it was just ooh, it was like such an even fight all throughout I couldn't even tell you who would have won it before they had read the uh, decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, watching Matt Brown's tapes prior to this fight or video highlights prior to that to that fight compared to what he did with Barbina, I he's improved. Something has clicked for that dude. Oh hey, yeah. Excuse me. Oh yeah.
0: Impressive. Very impressive. Um will just like run down. Um, Cause I didn't go to these two fights. Uh, Mark Disake defeating Borshlev, which I didn't expect that at all. I'd saw that they had combined for 13 minutes of control time out of the 15 minutes of that fight. Like, my goodness. Wow. And Mark, uh, I'm going to call him Bone Crusher just because I do not remember how to pronounce his last name. He had control time for nearly 12 and a half minutes of that 15-minute fight. Nuts. Yeah. And Borshlev was probably one of the better... I think he was a striker but i appreciate a decent ground game too so to see to hear because i get to see it to hear how he was controlled so easily like wow he was exhausted yeah Tough i mean
1: that's what control makes you is exhausted mm-hmm. like you want to tire out your opponent you do exactly what bone crusher did control, control time, control the top. Because he's resting the whole time and your other guy's fighting to get out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's exhausting. It's physically and mentally exhausting.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I didn't realize this fight had happened. Well, not that it happened. That got moved to this until I think after... We had recorded uh, the Neil Magni Max Griffin going to the split decision. I didn't really get to see a whole lot of it. Did you see any of Magni versus Griffin?
1: I did not. I was late to the, I was flipping back and forth.
0: Ah. So skip it. Skip. Um, and then the only other fight that we haven't talked about was Kaikar France and Askar, Askarov, which that also is a really fight um Askrov won the first round and then Car France took over and just won the last two um a lot of people are saying Car France could be next in line for the flyweight title um yeah or they could do that or they could I don't know what they would do because I'm not sure if and Moreno would fight for a fourth time, or maybe they do Moreno versus Kai Car France as the number one, as the true number one contender. But I feel like Moreno should get it. And then maybe Kai Car France, <clears throat> excuse me, should just wait until get the winner of that fight. Excuse me as I drink some water. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much all on Columbus. I figure we just take a spin of it since it really was two, almost two weeks ago. So Yeah. Uh, um, so, oh, I've got to tell the listeners. <laughs> it's so weird that I even think about it. This is a pay-per-view, uh, our pay-per-view episode, and we don't have a guest. So <gasps> so we had the, I. Br- it, it wasn't, I, I tried to get someone, because we were initially going to go on Sunday, and just no one wanted to come on.
1: How rude.
0: I know. We, it's we awesome. work hard. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We can just resume the tradition next time. Yeah. Um, so since we are at a pay-per-view, do you have or we should do oh see this is where a cool little theme uh music song should come in. We should do tie and morals, pay-per-view, fighter, or fight to watch. Ding ding ding. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat>
1: I think let's see, I'm trying to decide between two. Okay. I really like the Sterling yawn matchup. Okay. It's probably where I'd lean towards. But the Volkanovsky Korean zombie fight.
0: Okay. Second. Interesting. Interesting.
1: However, the, Der- the Dern Torres fight fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, you know, I lean towards Dern, mm-hmm. but Tisha Torres. Can be nasty oh yeah but I like I want to see Dern move up the ladder I, so, think, yeah. I think she could yeah no I do too
0: <laughs> um so I'm- those are three good fights three good yeah. fights
1: I mean, I'm not sure that any of these fights are going to be better than the others. Right. That's kind of how I thought about this card. It's like, oh, they're really good matchups. There's not one, though, that I think is going to be great, better than the other ones. Okay. I don't know.
0: Sorry. I will give you a fighter to watch and a fight that I'm interested in. Okay. So my, I guess my newcomer fighter that I think we should pay, be paying attention to. Sh- ow! I just knocked my glasses right into my eye. That is not fun. He did. <laughs> that was a strange,
1: bizarre. Ooh. do a replay for the audience?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't like that, but. <laughs> all right so whoo okay sorry about that now that i've now that i'm done damaging my nose bridge my nose with my glasses um the fighter i'm not them the new fighter i'm paying attention to her name is Pierre rodriguez um she is a seven and undefeated fighter she is a former uh LFA champion at the, I believe it was the strawweight division. I forgot to write that. And her lap, she fought on the Dana White Contender Series back on October 19th, 2021. And she won mm-hmm. it by unanimous decision. Um, I don't remember who the fighter was. I think her name was, I, I will not say Rodriguez, but I totally got that wrong. So I'm not gonna worry about it because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Um, so her UFC debut, I believe it's the I want to say it's the second fight, uh, the second fight to kick off the night. She's going up against Kay Hansen, which a lot I think we've talked about Kay Hansen a little bit on the podcast. Um, one thing that Kara Rodriguez has going for her is that she has great takedown, off, op- um, great takedown offense. I don't know why that was so hard. Oh, because I was trying to say defense instead of offense. Um, so I think she's going to look to take this to the ground, whereas Kay Hansen is definitely, I, I feel she's more of a striker. I haven't seen a whole lot of her on the ground. So it'll be a very interesting bout in that sense um I wonder if no I don't so the fight that I'm actually most excited to watch is actually none of the title fight it's not in title fights although they do pique my interest and I loved your choice on Dern versus Torres but there's one fight after that one that I'm very interested in one fight the fight yep the fight after Dern versus Torres it the is Burns. Burns versus Hamzat Shamaev.
1: I know it's a Habib guy.
0: <laughs> um, I wish I had the. Uh, oh, because here's my audio version of it. This is the life, brother. Now we in UFC. Smash everybody. Take the bonus and drink Coco's nuts. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I think I think this is going to be a very interesting fight because it's going to really tell us where Hamza Shemaev is as far as how he handles tougher competition, especially because Gilbert Burns is the number two welterweight in the world right now, and he's only the 11th ranked welterweight in the world right now. Um, Hamza and I'll talk a little bit more about it later on but Hamzat has barely been touched in the UFC and Gilbert Burns is quite the striker who can lay you flat in an instant.
1: I think the odds on this one are pretty close
0: too. Uh, actually I think last I checked um, Hamza Chimaev is a minus 550 favorite and Gilbert Burns is a plus 400. Let me double check that out. What? Yeah, it was, like, the craziest thing, like, I had ever seen in my life. Okay, here we go. So, main card.
1: You know, the Sterling Yon uh, odds are really weird, too.
0: All of them are weird, actually. Now that I'm, well, the final three fights are weird. So, it looks like it did update. Hamza Shemaev is a minus 490 favorite and burns the plus 360 underdog. Uh, oh, no. Yon is a minus 475, and Aldermaine Sterling, the champion, is a plus 350. That was nuts. If you think, this one I think is a little bit crazier. Volkanovski is a minus 720 favorite, and the Korean Zombie is a plus 500.
1: (laughs) They're trying to take all your money.
0: Oh, yeah, because I I think...
1: Vegas wasn't born on Winner's.
0: Mm -mm. (laughs) but can you use some that oh actually I'm looking this up real quick I'm not gonna put anything on it because I don't want to touch any anything that has that big of odds I intend not to touch at all but I am actually very curious to see oh of course I have to look hold on one second. it's because I haven't been on a while and it's probably a good thing I haven't been on So let's see, if we were to pick the underdogs in each one of these fights. Okay, so as of right now, if we were to pick, or if someone were to pick Gilbert Burns, Alderman Sterling, and the Korean Zombie all to win, a $5 bet, would net you $621. I'm,
1: I'm putting money on it. How do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure if you go to like a Vegas booking site, um, you, you might have to go to Vegas for it or download a, um, either DraftKings or, that, that was DraftKings odds, or a FanDuel. And no, this is not an advertisement for either one of those. Um, although you should gamble responsibly if you do
1: so can i pay with a credit card how do i do this
0: um i can <laughs> show you if you're really interested i can show you later
1: i i'm I, i'll learn it i'm gonna put five dollars down and i'm gonna go with oh but you have to pick burns right
0: yeah you have to pick burn Ber- it's pick burns sterling and the korean zombie all the way
1: oh well Okay.
0: Probably look later and see how much each one costs individually.
1: Yeah, maybe I can do that.
0: Let's see. We'll do it real quick before we do our predictions. Because I'm actually.
1: Because I just am not sure about that Burns one.
0: Right. I don't blame you. So for Burns. Oh, that's not what I want. So for Burns win, $5 will get you $23. Um That's like four plants. <laughs> uh, so sterling five dollars gets you twenty two dollars mm-hmm. fifty cents, And for the Korean zombie, five dollars gets you thirty dollars if you win. So if I put down
1: five and two out of the three win, I don't get any money.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, if it's not if, if you did it individually and they won, so, right. Okay, so if you set up a parlay, it, all three have to hit. If even one fails, you lose it. Son of a right. That's how they get you. Yeah.
1: That's how they get you.
0: This is reasoning. Reason number. That's actually the golden reason why. Oh, where I was going with that? You don't why? do. Parlayers? Yeah, I don't do part. Yeah, I don't do parlay as much. <sighs> especially UFC parlays. I think they only hit on one and it was just out of sheer dumb luck. <laughs> but another scroll moments, another non-advertising moments for our betting <laughs> friends out there. Um, so let's just, I think let's just go right down the line. Uh, Vince from Hell, Pichelle versus Marco Madsen. Um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and give my prediction real quick, even though I I do say both are crafty guys, both strong strikers and ground guys. Um, This is just one of those that I feel like could go either way. Um, But in the end, I'm going to go with Marco Madsen because until... What's the word? Until he gets that one in that lost record, gotta go with him.
1: Yeah, I had picked him as well, but the only reason that I had picked Madsen is because P. Shell and his mustache Ah. remind of Michelle on Dodgeball and the mustache from mr pump it up
0: <laughs> interesting
1: i can't remember his name
0: wait um oh the mu- wait that was uh wasn't that white goodman um ben stiller's character or yeah. what are we talking to michelle right michelle was like the big muscular um, right but
1: but p shell has the same mustaches
0: as, as white Dwight. goodman <laughs> Oh, I think We need to look at a comparison because I am actually very curious about that. I will post that on Twitter once I find out. Like you cannot tell me these mustaches look the same.
1: They look the same. <laughs> they look the same.
0: Nobody makes me believe my own blood. Nobody. <laughs> I can imagine. Pichelle (laughs) saying that to Marco Madsen after that. Right. Oh, boy. Um, Oh, so the next one is the one that you've been talking about. Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres.
1: Yes, yes. And I am going Mackenzie Dern. Okay. I think that she has a little bit of advantage on Tisha Torres, although Tisha Torres is tough. But I think that Dern is is tougher. I think that she's um, her last fights have been. Uh, she's very been very strong in those in in all the rounds, and I know she's she's just got an element of toughness
0: mm-hmm.
1: to her. I don't know what it is. I think she just gets in there and if she gets hit whatever but she's going to be the first to strike
0: Mm -hmm. you know it's funny up until her loss to marina rodriguez um ever since Mackenzie dern had her child up until the marina rodriguez fight she was undefeated Mm -hmm. i think there's some of that that mom power in a sense Mm -hmm. going on there um, but I actually agree with you. I'm going to go with Mackenzie Dern too. Not, I think Tisha Torres will make it a really good fight. But yeah. I think where Mackenzie Dern's advantage is, which is in her jiu jitsu, is going to be Torres' undoing. Because I'm not sure, I don't remember much of her being able to handle fighters that can grapple and take you to the ground
1: no no she's much more of a kickboxing style uh mm-hmm. fighter and relies on on quickness instead of i don't want to say instead of power but but quickness mm. is her forte
0: right um so, is the food there um i should realize that tisha talks so tisha torres and Raquel Pennington are, I don't know if they're dating or if they married yet, but I think they're like, it's, in, it's actually pretty cool that they're, cause they both usually fight at different times. I think this is the first time in a while, at least the first time that I've ever seen that they're both fighting on the same card.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. What, what does uh, Pennington fight, fight at?
0: Uh, Bantamweight.
1: And a Band white,
0: huh? Oh, I just remembered. Guess who Raquel Pennington's opponent is? Oh, no, who Aspen Lad? <laughs> <laughs> yep, the what we you know, call the, the to... habitual weight loss. Oh, missing <laughs> weight person, I can't
1: remember. He was on a period. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that'll be interesting. I think that fight is the, I wanna say it's on the pre I wanna say it's at like the ESPN Oh, I don't, I don't care about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it'll be
1: on ESTN before pay-per-view. Perfect, yep. It's the second fight
0: on the ESPN pre I might just watch it. Mm. That, that is if Aston Ladd can make it to the ring, via Aston. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just, what the heck happened there? Mm-hmm. Um, so the next, so I talked a little bit about Ferns versus Shumaev. Um mm-hmm. We will see if Hamza Chemayev will continue to smash some people. Um, although I think this one might be a little bit more difficult than is what is believed. And it's it's just so weird that Gilbert I I still can't get over that. Gilbert Burns is the plus 360 underdog. That just That's... is wild. Nuts. Um especially because Burns was only really a year removed from his title fight. Um Hamzat though is a beast no matter where the fight goes and I just think I th- I think Burns is going to give Hamzat Shemaev a good fight. Um, Something that I researched um, before we went on was that Hamzat Shemaev has never seen a third round in his professional career. What? Um, Yep, all of his fights. Seven of his 10 fights have finished in the first round and the other three finished in the second round. Nuts. Yeah. So I actually think... I'm going to do a bold prediction. I think Hamzat Shemaev sees a third round, but he does get the finish. Well, well,
1: if Shemaev makes it to a third round and he doesn't finish the job, then maybe he loses by decision. Ah, interesting. So maybe that parlay bet is looking better
0: <laughs> and better. Right. Are you saying that is, is that your official prediction? You're going to pick Gilbert Burns here?
1: Oh, fuck no.
0: <laughs> that one up that part I'm keeping.
1: <laughs> that part I'm not. <laughs> no, I think Shemaya a win. Okay. I mean, I just think it would be funny if he didn't. How can
0: he not, how can he, how can he lose? Can you you imagine MMA Twitter if Hamza Chimaev were to lose? Oh my God. Lose their minds. Oh yeah. Lose their minds. (laughs) Um, We have our two title fights up next. Do you want to start off with the first one between Sterling and Jan?
1: I do, because I just think this is going to be a closer fight than what the odds are.
0: Okay.
1: And it's interesting to me that they have Jan winning. But then again, maybe it shouldn't be so surprising because Jan's such a badass. Mm -hmm. So I still do not know who to pick. Okay. I um, I want I want Sterling to lose to Jan. Okay. I mean, I really like Jan as a fighter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that he has a great skill set. And I think he's going to to win but I can't quite figure out what Vegas is seeing with the odds on this one being spread so far apart.
0: I think what they're seeing is the results from the last fight because these two fought each other last year. And I think what they're looking at was, I mean, when I looked back at that first fight, the numbers were pretty even for the most part. I think Sterling might have outstruck Yon a little bit But I think Yawn was doing more regarding when it comes to significant strikes. Mm -hmm. And the way it was looking, that if that fight had continued, Peter Yawn would have easily had a dominating decision victory. Um, I'm actually very curious. So before... Here, i to try to back up a little bit. I'm going to pull up uh, UFC... Was it two fifty? Not fifty four. I'm trying to think of when. Oh, no. Oh, I got it. Sterling versus Yon. One score. Ah, two fifty nine. That's what it was. Okay, so before um sterling won by the disqualification. Jan had won two of the three rounds on one. Oh, interesting. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the scorecard and if that fight had finished, it was if it was just a three-round fight, Peter Yan would have won by split decision. So that it was a lot closer than people believed it to be. Um, so everyone was in green that um, Sterling lost round one. Sorry, lost round three. Um, they were in green that Sterling won round two. It was the first round that they were split on. Really? Yeah. And it's interesting because the way I saw it, um well you know what I think I did have Sterling winning one round I think I had Jan up by that same score 29-28 before the score it was really that fourth round in which Jan really started taking control and damaging um and then he just so happened to illegally knee Sterling and he couldn't continue and so because it was past third round and he was hit with a legal strike it was disqualification
1: ah see I didn't
0: remember all that
1: I didn't recall
0: it's all right I don't remember it was a really weird fight what I remember um just that whole loads like you know what the funny part is when I watched that and Jan was getting ready to throw the knee I'm like I was like dude Jan don't be don't be stupid. Do not throw that knee. Like, cause I could I could tell right away, like he ha- he was a grounded opponent. Like if he threw that knee and he threw the knee like up, yep. I, I had a feeling right there he lost the fight. Uh,
1: so I don't think the parlay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, don't hit Sterling on the parlay.
1: Nope. Nope. I could pick Ian on the parlay.
0: He could. Um so actually now that I've described all well going that much into detail, um I I probably am one of the very few guys that like Sterling and I can kind of understand why a lot of people were like turned off with the how he was acting after that. But I mean and I was talking to someone, if you get kneed in the head by someone with such force, like it's gonna like that's that was pretty much a knockout stra, uh, an illegal knockout strike, like that would knock out anybody, right? Um, so that's why I understood why Sterling couldn't continue the fight because he was likely concussed. Right, probably suffered some kind of like brain damage from that alone. And Peter John, like no one talks about it, but Peter John knows the rules. Like they were told, told the rules. He knows not to. Land a knee against a grounded opponent. Uh, from the way I saw it, he looked. He looked down and threw the knee anyways. Like th- that's just ignorant, right? Like, like you should know the rules to And it's your fault for losing the title in that st- in that way. Um, but unfortunately, with all that said, I'm going to pick Peter Young to win.
1: Yeah, seems evident.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, it would be funny though if Alderman Sterling won, though.
1: It would be hilarious. I can.
0: I know all MA Twitter is gonna freak out. <laughs> um, main event time. <laughs> um, our. I almost said our Australian brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow!
0: Um, but he is from Australia. Um, Alexander Wolkanovsky against Chan Sung Jung, otherwise known as the Korean Zombie, for the featherweights. Titled.
1: <sighs> um.
0: This originally was supposed to be um was supposed to be the third the trilogy fight between. Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. Unfortunately, like really 12 hours after the fight was announced, Holloway had to pull out. And so I'm kind of I'm curious as to where uh, the Korean zombie came in all this, but I guess it was just like the freshest um, matchup at the time.
1: How does that even happen? pull out
0: 12 hours. Because I think they agreed. I think they haven't signed the contract. Like they agreed to it, but they haven't signed the contract yet. And then that was when Max got hurt before they could really sign the contract. I see. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. Um I know I'm this this just has that I'm just, I'm getting some weird, not weird vibes from it, but just some deja vu vibes from this fight. Like, this seems like something that has, not something that's happened before to these two guys, but like, I see it playing out eerily similar to some fights that have happened in the past. Right. Um, You have this, I don't want to say aging much, but Korean Zombie is, kind of getting up there in age a little bit. And then you have this like, not really glorified, but this big time champ coming in his own. And he is going into a title fight that a lot of people are expecting to win, are expecting him to win. But with how many years wear and tear on this tires, and, how crazy korean zombie can get like this just out of the three um big time odds that could turn into upsets this just has that sense that it could be an upset um but with that being said that it would be cool to see the korean zombie win a title but i think volkanovsky is going to be too much for him and i think volk's gonna win Really? Yeah. Gosh.
1: I want to feel the same, but I don't want to go against the Korean zombie. Okay. Because I think he's such a badass, but I don't know. I feel like this will be the one fight that I should choose the zombie. I think it's going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I think that the zombie will get it done by decision.
0: Ooh, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, I, will, I would not be mad about that at all.
1: I it to go five rounds.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, it ha- I think in- it has the. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead.
1: I said uh, it's probably going to go only 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> That'd be such a disappointment.
1: I know. Pay-per-view, maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pay-per-view where you can probably get what they schedule. What? 10, 11, 12. They usually try to schedule three hours of it. Yeah. But it can probably only last. There's a good chance it could last, too. Right. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. Yep. If we're lucky. Alright, so you guys heard it here, folks. Uh, you guys heard it here first, folks. There we go. <laughs> it's your Jitson believes the Korean zombie will pull, off, will pull off one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. What?! <laughs> uh, well according to odds makers I
1: should
0: say I just want to go back and see what are some of the biggest male upsets in UFC history Something then I'll do some homework on I'll open up pile too much
1: it seems like the biggest upsets are the female upsets
0: mm-hmm. yeah I totally agree um we ready for our topic of the week? Bring it. Uh, since it involves um, the ladies portion and maid, would you like to start us off? Or I feel like you're, I, I just have that sense you're gonna say no, so.
1: No, I do not want to start it off.
0: Okay, <laughs> like I had that feeling. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> your girl Juliana Peña has popped up in the news uh-huh um, dismissing Ronda Rousey's legacy in the UFC crazy <laughs> um the biggest... is,
1: her her head has exploded
0: mhm
1: it's okay i'm just saying lady your head's exploded
0: turning into a huge airhead
1: Yes, even Amanda Nunez was poking at her via Instagram, Mm -hmm. according to Google Translate.
0: Um, For those of you who don't know, um, Ronda Rousey was competing at WrestleMania, I think it was, I think it was actually this last weekend. Um, So there's some relevant news instead of Columbus that we could have talked about, but I don't I don't think I've ever really watched wrestling, but that's besides the point. So Pena goes on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani mentioning that Ronda Rousey tarnished her legacy by leaving the UFC after two straight losses. So keep that in mind and that she ran with her tail in between her legs and joined poor a wrestling, tarnished her legacy. Not sure how that relates, but we're moving along. Um, and I mentioned that Pena said that Rousey was a joke, right? Mm-hmm. So that is that.
1: Pena is wrong for saying it. Mm -hmm. ronda rousey win or lose paved the way and by the way could not help or control her competition Mm -hmm. up until that point where she left the ufc right which we could all agree she was The dominant female fighter of that era Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it was new and there weren't that many great female fighters. Exactly. So, where was I going with this?
0: Think, think, get
1: your jits on, think. So, for her to say to someone that paved the way for women in the UFC,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For the popularity of women in a completely male-dominated sport,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Juliana Pena has no right to say any of those words about Ronda Rousey. Yep. She has no right, if she's, if she's this supporting female of female athletes, to say two words about how Ronda Rousey left with the mental health that she struggled with. She went to wrestling. I don't watch it, but I do recognize those people are talented.
0: Mm-hmm. I can
1: give do and shit <laughs> at 400 pounds. I mean, she's out of line. Pina's out of line. Yeah. I don't care what beef she has. With Rhonda Rousey, she's out of line saying those things.
0: I was going to mention that because Juliana Pena and Misha Tate are really good friends, mostly because they're within the same, they're like from the Spokane, Washington area. And so I wonder if that had any, I wonder if that kind of fueled a little bit to it because like Misha Tate would want, I actually kind of would be curious to see what Misha Tate had to say after hearing Peña's comments. I doubt well, she said anything. Oh, I doubt so too. And then you've mentioned that some fighters have come to her defense. I know Casey O'Neill um, was one fighter that came to Rousey's defense. Um, oh, someone actually even tweeted that, um, that she's uh, Peña's trying to poke the bear. How many other people, um, how many other girls have tried to pull Trying to pull Rousey out of retirement. Um, but I don't know it's been a couple of fighters that I've seen have done that. Um, but yeah, like if you're gonna trash the person that is the reason you're fighting in the UFC in the first place, then I think you've taken your trash talking a little too far.
1: Maybe she's talking the only person that she knows won't fight her.
0: <laughs> maybe. Or maybe she's trying to get as much of a big head as she can before she loses the title again.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: I've noticed that when you do have a title, you, you're you not so much your ego, but actually you could say your ego kind of like goes to your head a little bit. Mm-hmm except for some fighters that have actually been a little bit what's more, what's we're looking for? Humble, there we go. So yeah, so we both agree that Juliana Pena stepped out of line.
1: Stepped out of a line, she cut through the line <laughs> and she pushed kids aside to be at the front.
0: Uh, all right with all that said because i cannot see anything that laurel is doing except for her name on the screen (laughs) there she is wait a minute
1: i don't know how my video went off
0: I wonder it might have been on my end. I might have had the low resource thing going on, so that might be what happened. Okay, that's what happens when I use my computer to look up some I see, information. I can
1: see my face. I can see my face.
0: I can see your face too.
1: And I can see your face.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, um. So before we go, we have a sad announcement to make. get your jits on and tie the fly guy along with the front kicks and throw curls podcast unfortunately has to take a hiatus. A
1: tiny one.
0: A tiny, hopefully a tiny one.
1: Hopefully. I mean, one. it's three years, but you can still interact with us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so... It's- years don't panic people
0: <laughs> uh so my student teaching has been a lot more than I could a lot more than I thought I could handle I i would always thought of myself as this awesome superhero that can do anything that his heart desires but I realized that focusing on becoming a teacher, while also trying to get as much rest as possible, while trying to write lesson plans, while also trying to attend three other classes, one of which putting together a portfolio, a performance assessments, and attending a seminar. So we were planning to do every Sundays, but with the seminar being on Sundays and with the crazy schedule, It just proved to be a little, the busy schedule one, my friends, busy schedule one.
1: It's okay, we'll be back.
0: We'll be back. Our plan. I'll
1: practice sound effects. (laughs) What's that? I'll practice sound effects. Okay. Beatboxing again. (laughs) maybe i'll rent a flute and i'll play flute i'll be the flautist of the show <laughs> and in between intermissions or in intermissions i will play the
0: flute okay oh well you should apply intermissions on our podcast
1: oh you know what i should take up hmm. keyboard
0: Ooh. okay <laughs>
1: That way I can do sound effects.
0: Oh, can you do? Um, if you do, you should do um, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Dun, 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 dun. That would be
1: only one, only part of that symphony I would know. <laughs> Those four four notes. Dun 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 dun.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness uh yes we do hope to come back we're just going to take a little brief hiatus until my school year ends um for actually i'm not going to throw out too much information um the hope is that we can be back by international flight Week, which is Late, I know that whole week is late June to early July. And that's actually around the time I should be finished my classes. So be square. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. (laughs) So in the meantime, oh, and so with that said, I did propose a little deal. With Get Your Jits On, that our Conor McGregor t-shirt bet would it be extended until the end of 2022.
1: I accepted that offer. And that's it. I accepted the offer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So with that said, I guess we can't really take questions or voice questions. Um, so I guess we'll just leave you all with this. We hope you all have a wonderful second quarter of the UFC schedule. And yeah, I think that's about it. This is... Think of it, this isn't goodbye. Of course, is isn't goodbye. It's see you soon. See you soon. Bye.